Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 86. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. Cliff Ravenscraft here today. This is take two, and I'll explain that right now just to let you know. My co-host is not with me today as I'm recording, Chris Biting. However, he was here for episode number 86. I do promise you that. And uh, those of you who called us live Thursday morning at 9 a.m., you know that. And of course, we had a wonderful show. It was excellent and lots of great things covered. But something went terribly wrong. And, you know, this is really wild. I don't know if you guys know this. But here at gspn.tv, Stephanie and I, since December 5th, or no, yeah, December 16th, 2005, we have recorded and released a total of, and I'm waiting for it to pull up, there we go, 1,660 episodes. Actually, I still have eight or nine more episodes that are uploaded and have not yet been released. So almost seven or almost 1,670 episodes that we've recorded. Out of those recordings, uh, as far as having issues with the recording and, and, and losing an episode, I've not done that once since back in the early days, back when I recorded into a computer and occasionally a file would, you know, this computer would crash or or the software would crash for recording, and, and I've got a process that, you know, I just never lose recordings. Well, let me explain to you real quickly what happened, and then I'll get into how I'm going to cover the stuff that we covered in episode 86 originally. Uh, but basically what happened was I record 10 episodes back-to-back Thursdays uh, from 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and What had happened is we had finished recording episode 86 of Help I Got a Mac. I transferred it right on over to my heart or over to my desktop, and I had already opened it up in the editing software. And in the meantime, we were already in the process of starting the next show. So I was going to let it process in the background while I was recording the next episode of our podcast. Great idea, right? Well, something happened and and I was actually a little bit, you know, multi, actually I was majorly multitasking at tasking. I was watching the chat room, I was listening to my co-host talk, I was making that happen in the background and I was looking at my show notes for what, you know, what I was going to say next. All these different things going on. And I noticed that I had clicked a button by accident and I saw that, you know, it's like, oh man, that well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do is I'm just going to stop this processing because I don't want it to affect anything in our show and I want to just focus on what we're doing. So I went ahead and closed the Adobe Audition, leaving the file on the desktop. Well, what I did not realize is that I had just left it there randomly in the uh, in the place where I drug it off of the SD card. Now, when I drug it off the SD card, it was in the middle of a bunch of audio files, like audio feedback, voicemail feedback files, which come in as wave documents. And they were, so it was clustered in with all of those. And later in the day, now, by the way, just keep in mind, up after, after that scenario happened in the morning, 
All of the other episodes, all of them remained on the Edderall recorder. Nothing else got moved over to the desktop. So I'm sitting there thinking everything's, you know, all the shows that we've recorded are on the Edderall. Well, what happened was I was getting ready to set up the audio clips for the like the sixth or seventh show of the day. And I went ahead and said, you know what, let's clear out all of these other voicemail feedbacks that we've already played we don't need those anymore they're all recorded into the shows and so and you know besides they're all archived via gmail if i ever needed to go pull something up well with all that being said i i didn't want to actually have to minimize all of my windows and and drag them or to drag them over to the recycle bin and i didn't want to just hit delete and then have to hit a confirmation button to say yes do this so all I did was I highlighted all the, all the files and I did control delete, which basically skips the the recycle bin altogether. Well, my friends, I hate to say it, but episode 86 of Help I Got a Mac was one of those files. Craziness, I know. Now, how how does that have anything to do with the Help I Got a Mac podcast? Well, first of all, it tells you why Chris isn't here. And uh, and and second of all, if I'm not mistaken, if I, I believe everything you delete on the Mac has to go through the recycle bin. And, and, you know, that used to be frustrating. But at the same time, now I'm sitting there thinking, wow, if I would have deleted that on the Mac, it would have been sitting there in my recycle bin. Unless, of course, I emptied my recycle bin, which I would have been in the same problem. Uh, but with that being said, you know, maybe that's the one of the benefits of, of the Mac is that it it there is no. Well, I don't know. Is there a way? That's where it'd be good to have uh, Chris here to tell me. But anyway, I'm, what I'm, I'm not going to give you the full breakdown of everything that was talked about originally because, well, we talked about a lot, and I don't know if I can remember it all. But what I will do is say that uh, we played Alaska Brad's voicemail where he had called last week asking about you know Chris's experience with the iDisc application uh, and wanted to know if you could put iTunes music on there and stream that. And the funny thing is, and, and I, I so wish we would have caught, I, I would have this for you. But anyway, he had tried it and, and it cra- something crashed. I mean, it, it actually crashed his, his, you know, his um, browser and, and his iPhone application crashed. It was, it, was, it, was, it was quite humorous, actually. But anyway, with that being said, um, I, that, that's kind of what happened there. So so we really still did not have an answer for you, Brad, unfortunately, as to whether or not you're able to stream iTunes music. And if anybody has any response to that fact, you know, is, is it possible to do that? Would you please let us know? We would love to know and to get that information to Brad. But by this time, Brad, I'm wondering if you've already just tried it on your own and to, to see if it works. But uh, And if you do know, let us know. Now, with that being said, the next call that came in came in from Alaska Brad as well. And if I'm not mistaken, I may have kept some of these things. So, uh, in fact, I did. And I'm going to pull it up here. And this came in from Brad. He recorded this on his voice memo app. And I'm going to let him play that right now. Hey, Cliff, Alaska Brad reporting for help. I got a Mac. Hey, I was just listening to your most recent uh, podcast regarding uh, pursuing a balanced life and uh, some of the uh, applications that you utilize. I just want to let you know, I downloaded, uh, when I first got my iPhone, the uh, Holy Bible, and it was a free version uh, from version. And uh, this one, thankfully, has an offline 
translation uh, menu to choose from, and I downloaded four different uh, versions, like the American Standard, God's Word. They have uh, King James, New King James, New Century Version. Uh, they do not have the NIV because... Uh, of all the versions of the Bible, the NIV is the only version that is actually copyrighted. And that's probably why you paid $30 for your version and it being an offline version. But I just wanted to share that, that there is a free way to uh, get offline translations uh, to utilize. And I made sure that they did work. I put my phone in airplane mode and was able to access uh, each one of those versions. So just wanted to share that with the listeners. Take care. All right, Brad, thank you so much for the additional feedback there. And, uh, you know, the NIV was definitely something I was looking for. And just so you know, recently, the Acro Bible, NIV version of the Bible, uh, I've been experiencing some problems with it. Actually, everybody who has that software is experiencing problems with it. They released a new update, and unfortunately, it wouldn't update on the iPhone. It tells you to try to do it in iTunes. So I went ahead and downloaded the update into iTunes, and then I tried to sync it, but it wouldn't sync over to the phone. Then I thought, okay, well, maybe I need to delete this old one off, old version that does work, but doesn't have all the new features. I'll delete that off the iPhone and then sync. Well, it didn't sync, and guess what? Now I don't even have the old version that did work. So, but anyway, I, I was actually browsing around, did some searching online and found that everybody's having this issue. Acro Bible is a, uh, or, yeah, Acro Bible is aware of the software issue and they're working on it with the Apple team and stuff like that. But I will tell you that what the frustrating, frustrating thing is for them is that it, it, it's taking so much time to get anybody to help them. Uh, from Apple. And and he said that, you know, it took him over a month still to get approval for the update to this Bible application. So it, it's, you know, it's still a little frustrating and everything. I now no longer have the Acro Bible on my iPhone, uh, but I, I'm certainly sure they'll figure this out and that it'll be updated very soon and and stuff like that. It's a little frustrating every time I sync my phone, though, I get the little error, error message. I have to pop up and and say you know i understand you couldn't sync it over i could go in and do selected applications and just untick that and that would take care of that error and i may do that but at the same time you know we'll just deal with it we'll, we'll take it as it comes another note about acro bible i think i did originally pay 30 dollars for that but i did notice while i was researching that it's only 13.99 now which is very very good price if you ask me Anyway, uh, we're going to see if I can find the original message here from Mary Martin who called in. So let me see if I can find this. Hi, guys. This is Mary Martin in Louisiana, and I was calling for the Help I Have a Mac podcast. I was wondering if you could explain the pros and cons of buying the Apple Care Protection Plan for purchases from Apple such as the iPhone. Thanks a lot. Love your shows. Bye. Thank you, Mary, for calling in, and we did answer that yesterday, and basically, I'm going to just give you as much as I can remember of the conversation. In essence, what happened there is is Chris and I both kind of shared that, you know, well, Chris had actually shared the side of the, the story that says, you know, hey, if you've got this iPhone and you, you're signing up for a two-year contract... Uh, then just think about the fact that if something were to happen to that iPhone and it just quit working or whatever the case may be, uh, and it's outside of that first year, you still have a whole nother year where you would be uh, responsible for paying on that contract, but you would not have the phone unless you actually physically replaced it yourself. And for that 
in that situation, you know, buying the phone outright can be quite expensive. Now, my side of the uh, feedback is that Stephanie and I have had now a total of four iPhones. We had we each had an original iPhone. Last year, I upgraded to a 3G phone, and this year, Stephanie upgraded to the 3GS. Now, with that being said, we have never purchased Apple's uh, Apple Care on the iPhone, uh, and the only reason why is because you know it, it just. Well, just never anything really, we didn't think anything was going to go wrong. And there are a couple other things. Number one, the, the Apple Care plan does not cover if you drop it in water. Uh, it does, or if it gets wet even, I guess. Uh, it does not cover it if you drop it in the, and break it and, it and it shatters the glass. That's not covered. Uh, it's not covered if you, it's stolen and, if it, and it's not covered if you... Um, if it's law, if you just lose it. So with with the amount of things that's not covered, I, I it just didn't seem like it made a lot of sense for us personally. We've just never uh, purchased that that Apple Care. Now here we are. We now, of course it is covered. I believe under the first year, it's got a good warranty on it. But after the first year, that's when that Apple Care would really kick in. Now with that being said, I would say okay, we've both got the you know these newer phones. If anything were to happen to mine right now within the next 12 months, I'd be out. However, I think I can, I'm still even eligible or would be eligible if I tried for some kind of upgrade price and, and stuff like that. I'm not even concerned about it at this point. But for me, no, I don't purchase that Apple Care. Um, now, if you buy your phone at Best Buy, they have accidental damage coverage on their th- stuff. And I will tell you that that my experience with Apple or with uh, Best Buy's uh, replacement warranties and stuff like that, they are very good. And in fact, I've had digital cameras and PDAs that have, uh, you know, basically I dropped them. I mean, it, it was totally my fault. I dropped them. They quit working. I took it in. They replaced it. And uh, I've never really had a problem with that. Now, I think they sell two different kinds of coverage now. One is just like extended warranty and accidental accidental breakage or whatever that is is a, an additional fee but uh, I do know that they work out nicely uh, with that being said also just want to say that uh, comparing this to Apple care on the MacBooks or your iMac or your Mac Pro or whatever else you get on any computer product we definitely hands down both agree that you should get the Apple Care for your computer because the costs on those uh, repairs can be very high, and we're talking, you know, a, a, a about you know at least a minimum of a thousand dollar piece of equipment. So, yeah, I would definitely say Apple Care, one hundred percent. Yes, get it on your your computer. Uh, as far as your iPhone, I would say there there's some I could see some validity in buying it. But at the same time, you know, I just wonder, you know, and, and I, I just for us, we just chose to take the risk. So anyway, thank you, Mary, for calling that in. And then, of course, we went on to talk about uh, my friend Trisha, who purchased two. her and her husband each bought a MacBook. I took them to the Mac- Apple store. And one of the things she wanted to do is uh, she wanted to know if she, uh, she should leave it plugged in so that it's charging all the time. Or should she just plug it in until it's charged and then unplug it? She said that she had heard from her husband that plugging in at all time can drain the battery. And she said at least that's the case for his phone anyway. And if you go to apple.com, apple.com slash batteries, 
you will be able to go to a page that talks about how you can um, you know how you can maximize the the use of your battery and it also talks about the the fact that it's you know leaving it in plugged in most of the time is not a problem in fact for the last two and a half years or le- for two years and two months now my macbook uh, has been plugged in all the time now with that being said i will do unplug it from time to time uh and and take it mobile and sometimes i've left it unplugged until it it goes all the way dead which by the way is a good thing one of the things it says is occasionally it's a good thing to uh completely discharge do a full discharge of the battery and then let it go all the way back to full again so anyway just wanted to let you know about that apple.com slash batteries all right. Uh, another thing that I we had mentioned in the episode was TruePhone. Uh, is a it was an application that first came out with Voice over IP. It came out before the Skype application. Anyway, uh, they they wrote me an email because I once had their application. I no longer use it. But it says, this email is to inform you that there is an Apple bug that has affected many applications on the iPhone and iPod Touch, including TruePhone, and uh, it may have affected you. If you've upgraded your iPhone to the 3.0 software, you may have experienced the following issues. An application icon being incorrect, meaning that the application icon showing is from another application, or there's there's no application icon at all for your program or for your application. Uh, They said that Apple has not yet released a fix for it, but they're aware of it. Uh, They said what you can do is go to the applications of uh, go to applications of iTunes and untick the affected application, sync the phone so it kind of takes it off, and then sync it back on. And if that doesn't work, try completely removing it and re-downloading it. They did warn that this is not an official. Um, fix from iTunes uh, or official workaround so it may you know your your results may vary and also they want to let you know that this does not affect everyone it's uh, they're not exactly sure who it's affecting but it is affecting some iPhone users so if you've seen anything like that just uh, just know that you're not the only one and I believe that iPhone 3.1 software is coming out before too long so that's uh, another thing I think Chris had said and then, of course, the next story that we did cover was Apple is release, has released a fix for MacBook, MacBook Pro hard drives. Uh, and it says Apple today released hardware, uh, hard drive firmware update 2.0, addressing, addressing issues with certain hard drives on the latest MacBook Pro models. Apple had been reported last week to have been working on an issue which involved in intermittent beeping noises and occasional brief system freezes on machines using the 500 gigabyte 7200 RPM hard drives. MacBook Pro hard drive firmware update 2.0 reduces certain reduces certain infrequent noises made by the 7200 RPM drives. Uh, these uh, drives shipped back uh, with the June 2009 MacBook Pro. So anyway, if you have a MacBook Pro with the 500 gigabyte, 7200 RPM drive, you definitely want to make sure you go in and get your update to this firmware. And that should show up in your system updates. All right. Next is a report that anal- there's an analyst out there that claims that there are two Apple tablets coming, one with a six-inch screen and one that's larger. 
And I believe that was uh, somebody in Business Week might have actually alerted everyone to this. Now, I believe that in the chat room when we were doing live that somebody had uh, said that, you know, it was almost it was every it was like I think it was Gabe in our chat room who who said that it's almost certain that it's been confirmed by at least some of the companies and suppliers and other vendors or what have you that they have shipped a massive shipment of 10 inch screens to Apple. So there's some confirmation I believe, at least in some circles, people believe that there's definitely a 10-inch screen uh, of an Apple tablet coming out soon. And um, as far as the 6-inch screen, that's totally, totally just rumor at this point. There's really nothing out there other than speculation on that one. So I believe personally, again, I said it, I think, last week, uh, I still believe that there is an Apple tablet coming I don't believe it's going to have a 6-inch screen. I don't think it's going to be a jumbo iPhone, to be honest with you. But a 10-inch, definitely, I believe that's coming. So anyway, Apple digging into accounts of iPhone explosions in in Europe. And the whole story there was that uh, in recent news, uh, there was a couple different uh, cases of iPhones that have exploded in the Europe, in Europe. Uh, In fact, it says Reuters reports that recent accounts of exploding iPhones in Europe have prompted Apple to investigate the incidents. According to a spokesperson of the European Commission, these occurrences have been deemed to be isolated incidents by Apple at this time. Apple is working on gathering additional information to find out what may have caused them. One or more of the uh, notable incidents in recent news involved a French teenager who received an eye injury when the screen of the iPhone he was holding shattered, sending a piece of glass into his eye. He described that the iPhone had been make, had made a hissing sound before the screen shattered on its own. A spokesperson for Apple Europe Limited said is quoted to have saying, we are aware of these media reports and are waiting to receive the iPhones from the customers. Until then, until we have the full details, we, ha- we don't have anything further to add. Uh, with that being said, Chris and I had a little conversation about this, and you know, we there had been an issue with some MacBooks in a, in the past where the 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 battery, the lithium battery or whatever, had uh, sw- you know had swelled. And Chris had mentioned that it's a compact little device; everything squeezed in there. And if all of a sudden, you know, that battery inside was to swell, he could certainly see the pressure uh, causing something like that to uh, to happen. And the fact that all of this, and and then I had added to the conversation that the fact that all of this stuff has happened in Europe, uh, it it makes sense that, you know, it could be a battery issue. And so I'm sure we'll hear more about this uh, down the road. Now, that's all I have in my show notes. I think we had some other valuable conversation back and forth. Some Obviously, Chris and I had some more uh, wonderful commentary about our love-hate relationship right now with Apple and AT&T and the and all this other stuff. But uh, overall, I think that's the gist of what we covered. And I felt like, you know what, that was such a dumb mistake for me to (laughs) miss that. But I did want to give you guys the heart of the content that we covered. So with that, I do apologize uh, for for not having the full episode and for not having our our wonderful co-host Chris Biting in this uh, episode number 86. That is completely my fault. I'll promise you that I'll do anything and everything within my power to not let that happen again. No more control deletes for me. I'll just hit the delete button, let things go into the recycle pin, and only empty that thing about once a month. 
Anyway, God bless you all. Thank you for subscribing to Help I Got a Mac. Tell somebody else to go to helpigotamac.com. And uh, for those of you who are listening to this on the Plus Member channel, thank you very much for being a Plus Member. You, my friends, make the podcasting world of gspn.tv go around. God bless. Bye-bye.